Snipers, you have to see what's happening at the Bitcoin price this Friday's. We're heading into the weekend where the markets are the most manipulated. Equity markets closed. So we have a lot to talk about today. I have Josh here with us today. And first and foremost, I want to address this abnormal volume on the Binance USDT pairing. And I'm not going to take too much time on this, but just realize that this was what we call wash trading. And what happened recently was that Binance announced that they were going to be doing zero fee trading and with their Bitcoin pairing, what we saw was manipulation and wash trading because they have zero fees, which basically means the volume is manipulated. We saw a lot of people buying and selling Bitcoin at the same exact price, and that's why it's not reflected on other exchanges like Coinbase's chart. You can see we do not have that volume. So I just want you guys to put the volume aside for this video. We may even start using other charts, even though the Bitcoin to USDT pairing on Binance has the most volume, which is why we use this chart. Now we're obviously seeing that not necessarily being the most reliable factor, but Bitcoin inside of this parallel channel, you can see there is significance to this channel because we've held it as support in the past. Right now we're holding the midpoint as support. So we'll keep this channel on the charts. But for those that are just watching the replay of this video, here are the important things to know coming into the weekend. Number one is the DXY did close with a pretty bearish daily candle. This is a very positive sign coming into the weekend because it assumes that maybe the DXY is ready to calm down. And we have a confirmation of that with the euro to USD pairing closing with a bullish candle. And so that tells us that maybe we can see a little bit more risk on coming into this weekend, maybe even into next week. But these are still two very bearish puzzle pieces because in the macro, we are still in a very strong uptrend for the DXY. So take it with a grain of salt, but just realize into the weekend, Bitcoin can do whatever it wants. And so now we have to analyze some other revolving parts. And the first one I want to mention is Ethereum. Very interesting price action we're seeing. We'll actually pull up this six hour chart and then take some questions from our live audience. I see we have Sean and Bitcoin on the live stream. That's an interesting username, just Bitcoin. And you can see here with Ethereum, we rejected 1277 for a second time. And the snipers support and resistance levels on our charts are the most important levels for those that have been tuned into the channel. If you're not subscribed yet, remember to subscribe to the channel and Josh's channel link is in the description below. But we've had 1277 on our chart before Ethereum even broke the 2018 previous all time high at 1440. And so check out this rejection. We have a double top here at this extremely important level. We'll continue to monitor this. This could actually transform into a potential cup and handle. And let's say we hold the previous weekly open at 1197 and then we come back to retest 1277. That would actually be a very bullish market structure. We could even come down to 1165. That's the real range support. The previous weekly open won't be significant into the next seven days, but into the weekend, it's still quite significant. And so you can see here, this is an interesting puzzle piece because it says here that, yeah, Ethereum was exhausted to the upside. And now you can see with Bitcoin, we're also seeing a slight pullback. And so we'll continue to monitor this Bitcoin yet to reach our price target, breaking out of the previous weekly open of twenty one thousand US dollars. We're assuming that the next target is the range resistance around twenty four thousand US dollars. But we've yet to see Bitcoin get there. And so I think there's a couple reasons why that might be the case. And one of those is the equity markets, right? 
we look at what's happening with S&P 500, you can see we've yet to break this recent high. And so we've come back up here to test this level of resistance, but we've yet to get a confirmation that we want to see continuation of this uptrend to form a higher high. And so I think that this is going to be extremely important to monitor into next week as well. We'll continue to monitor this. If we pull up the simple moving averages, you can see the S&P 500 is closely approaching this 50 day moving average. And in the past, we weren't even able to get there before seeing a rejection and new yearly lows. And so if we were to just copy the fractal that occurred here, we could assume maybe this is a reversal, maybe not. Let's see what happens. We would want to get above that 50 day moving average to confirm some bullish action in the equity markets, and that could help Bitcoin out as well. And something else that's significant that I'll mention before we get into the live audience is the fact that Bitcoin has tested its 200 week moving average as a resistance already. And so that's sitting right around twenty two thousand five hundred US dollars. You can see we've already got a test of that level. And so garden variety market behavior would say an important level like this, which was previous support. You can see it wasn't really support for too long, would eventually turn into a resistance. And so that is also a puzzle piece on the table that we tested this for our weekly candle. And so with our new weekly candle opening up, this is going to be significant to monitor if Bitcoin's new weekly candle can maintain itself at this 200 week moving average, even just a wick. That would be a very positive sign. But I think it's good that Bitcoin at least tested the 200 week moving average because we could have not have tested the 200 week moving average and we would still be free falling away from the 200 week moving average. So it's nice to see that I'd be interested to see if we tested that 200 week moving average with Bitcoin against the money supply. You can see we didn't actually test that just yet. So Bitcoin against the money supply is still free falling away from that 200 week moving average. So that's also an interesting puzzle piece. It's going to take a little bit more upside if we want to see a test of this 200 week moving average for Bitcoin against the money supply and international markets have been quite stale. Not much to talk about today, but I will mention that into the equity markets close for Friday, MicroStrategy was in the positive just 0.81%. So that's a very positive sign. Coinbase was up over 4%. So that was a very positive close coming into Friday. So I think that we have a couple of cards on the table for the weekend for Bitcoin. And I think that right now we have to realize that 21,000 is the most significant support level. That's the previous weekly open. And so this right here, I think would be the immediate short term support. And then we could assume that the immediate short term resistance would be around that twenty four thousand dollar level if we can see some bulls take some action into this weekend. But I also want you guys to remember those that were on the live stream. Recall this pattern that we actually talked about, I actually put it back on the chart. And this is a fractal that Bitcoin followed when it was trending at the thirty thousand dollar range. And we're actually doing something very similar now as we're trending inside of the $20,000 range. And so what you'll notice here is this consolidation is extremely similar to the $30,000 consolidation where we had a fake breakout of this triangle back when we were at 30,000 to then eventually clear out some short positions to then see price actually fall down and the symmetrical triangle not necessarily playing out. We can even call it a descending triangle if we were just to factor in the bodies of the candles, uh, if we were to factor in the wicks. It's very similar to the price action we're seeing now. And you can see we've pretty much exhausted this fractal 
with this move to the upside to test this channel resistance. So if we were to follow, then what we would see is Bitcoin break the midpoint of this resistance, which is showing confluence at 21,000 to then try to get back up and then fail to see maybe even a further push to the downside. So that's a bear scenario that's on the table right now. What I'll say is when it comes to our daily, weekly and monthly open, our monthly open is sitting just above the extremely important support of 19,798. So one thing we can also keep in mind throughout the rest of this month is that the 2018 previous all time high is acting as support right now. So I think it's very important to keep that in mind because the monthly candle made a very bold statement by closing itself above 19,798. Peep Einstein says, unfortunately, more downside for both Ethereum and Bitcoin. The majority of people have already exhausted their funds and the recession is just getting started. But remember, markets are forward looking. And so by the time you realize that a recession is getting started, that could actually be the end of the markets falling and the start of doesn't have to be a strong uptrend, but higher prices. We saw that happen actually in 2008. If we were to look at the S&P 500, we know what happened there with U.S. oil bottoming out around December of 2008. The equity markets took some time. Notice how the equity markets took a little bit more time here. It bottomed out right around March of 2009. So a few months after U.S. oil had bottomed out is when we began the uptrend. But everyone remembers 2008 as the recession. In reality, if you were back here in 2008 saying that, oh, this is just the start of the recession, then at that point, markets had already had bottomed out. And that's why markets are always forward looking. And that was what happened in March of 2020, right? The markets came down and everyone started to have all of this fear, expecting that everything was going to come down and that we were entering into a recession. But by that point, the markets had already bottomed out. So a lot of times we'll take the elevator down and take the stairs up and we can even make a case that the S&P 500 hasn't bottomed out yet. But right now we're at least trending. And so we're not going to get too far into that right now. And I believe that is some of the most important puzzle pieces coming into this weekend. Uh, another thing to mention, though, is the goal to Bitcoin chart is showing some weakness, which is positive for Bitcoin. You can see here we're fully below this monthly open and we continued to sell off into the close of this week. So that's a very positive sign. Gold also selling off with its US dollar value. Josh, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts and allow you to share your screen and your charts, because I know right now it's very interesting to see Bitcoin with that Binance volume today. I called you actually and I was like, hey, man, are you looking at this Binance volume? And then you were like, oh, man, that's all just wash trading manipulation. Go look at what CZ posted. And I, I looked at CZ's post on Twitter and he said, yeah, no, uh, this is definitely just wash trade. And they actually stopped allowing the Bitcoin to USD pairing to be under that rule of zero trading fees to stop this. So now there's still fees for the Bitcoin to US dollar spot pairing. But this was total manipulation for this volume. And it actually makes things look even worse on the charts because you have this huge spike of sell pressure now and you know we're in this bear market we could call and now we have even more sell volume so i don't think it made the picture any better um and it, it, you know it's a little bit of a disappointment because this chart is a chart that i have all of my main levels drawn in it's the chart with the most volume uh, but as we can see here uh, it may not be as reliable as we think so 
Josh, if you want to unmute your mic and, and go through a little bit of, of what uh, you want to talk about. People are saying that Josh has a bad mic. By the way, the only reason you guys are saying that, I'm very grateful for Josh just being on the live stream. But this is a $400 mic that some of the top recording artists use. Actually, I think it was a lot more than that when it was purchased. It was almost $1,000 when I bought it. And so you guys are used to such good mic quality. So, you know, give Josh yeah, a little bit of a break. 100%. Can you see my screen right now? <laughs> Some YouTubers use their phone. At least Josh is using his computer. Yeah, go ahead, brother. All right, for sure. So, so we're looking at the eight hour right now. And uh, one of the main things that I want to take a look at as well, especially here on the eight hour, is this RSI down here. So I'm going to close this so you guys can see it a little bit better. So, so if you look right here, we're obviously curving down. Let me just go ahead and grab this. My computer is acting up a little bit. But you can see right here, let me just zoom out. Probably be better for you. You can see right here that we're curving down on the 8-hour RSI, which is a huge time frame. And the fact that we're at the top of the 8-hour RSI is also very huge. Right. So this kind of, you know, in my opinion, now that we've came down and broken past the double top and even the second top, I think this is prone to more bearish activity in the immediate short term. So that's where I'm seeing, um, you know, I'm looking at this eight hour RSI. Also, not only that, but, you know, we're, we're also seeing higher lows or sorry, lower highs, lower highs and lower highs. So if we come back here, let's just even look at the eight hour so you can see that as well. Not only are we coming back, like I said, past the double top, but also you can see right here, once again, there was this high, this high is lower, this high is lower, this high is lower. It's going to continuously print lower highs. I believe the take profit target would be somewhere around, you know, the 20,814 level, you know, somewhere around there. Because usually what happens is when you get a breakdown or sorry, in this case, a breakout, of a, of a specific pattern, usually it, it always at least comes down to test the, the top of the triangle again, at least once. In my experience, you know, I'm sure there's a handful of times where it doesn't, but you can see with this momentum coming down in this eight hour RSI and, you know, realizing what a lot of these breakouts do, which is come back, do a retest and then continue up to the upside. So that's why I would say take profit somewhere around this zone, 20,712, somewhere around there. And that's kind of what I'm looking at, you know, because you either have two things, guys. You, you either have extreme overbought conditions or extreme oversold conditions. So you want to short the extreme overbought conditions and you want to long the extreme oversold conditions. And that's essentially it. Um, in fact, you can even do a long and a short at the same time at different price points and, you know, adjust that and look at exo charts and the open interest to see where and the order books to see where all the volume is. Uh, look at that. I think we're starting to go down a little bit. Can I mention something about what you're saying, Josh? It's funny that you mentioned that we come down. And, that, and that's a rule of technical analysis. Uh, once you break out from a market structure resistance, it would be healthy to come down and test as support. So this is the resistance that you were talking about here of this symmetrical triangle. And what's very interesting, in my opinion, about that is if we look at the way that Bitcoin capitulated, back in March of 2020, I mentioned this before, we did the same exact thing. We had a symmetrical triangle, we had a breakout to the upside. And then following that breakout to the upside, we came down to test that previous resistance as support before we saw 
Bitcoin continue further up. That ended up actually being the bottom there. And this market structure was how Bitcoin bottomed out with this March of 2020 capitulation. And so I think we're seeing something very, very similar. As a matter of fact, I think it would be interesting to just put a ghost feed on top of this to just kind of observe how similar this market action has been so far to what happened in March of 2020 when we bottomed out because, you know, a lot of people are saying that the reason Bitcoin fell below the 2018 previous all time high with this recent capitulation is because of the over leveraging the market. And we know that's very clear with what happened to Luna starting off. And then from there, we saw what happened to Voyager, Celsius, Three Arrows Capital and so forth. And so if we were to just take this bottom formation from March of 2020 and just kind of look at it, comparing it to, to what we're seeing right now, uh, we would have to sort of adjust the size to kind of get a better feel of this. But if we were to just kind of look at the fractal here, let's see how similar it is. You know, um, I guess we're not getting the best viewpoint, but uh, we, we know how it played out. Well, you know, so maybe what you could do, maybe you could just move it up to the left a little bit more. Something like this, right? Like more to the left. Oh, I see what you're saying. Something like that, you know? And so, something like that, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, so, you know, this is a way that Bitcoin has bottomed down in the past. That's kind of the point, right? Um, it breaks out from the, the triangle, comes down, tests it as support, and sees continuation of the upside. So, um, I think that that was very interesting you mentioned. Now, you can go ahead and continue on if, if you'd like. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, um, so that's basically what I think is going on. And uh, I'll share it again, show you guys something cool. Um, it's something to keep your eye on, too. But, but essentially, you know, the other thing we were talking about, let's go to the daily here. Because um, daily candles, you know, it's easier to see it. But remember the daily moon phases, you know, what, what happened after the breakout of that triangle? When we were in a specific moon phase, it dumped like crazy, right? So if we come over here, turn on moon phases. And I it's have almost like a double top. Go ahead. A question here, just tuned in from Ren. Are you guys bullish or bearish over the weekend? That's the other thing too, is like it's the weekend and it, the price always dumps on the weekend. And we're showing this full moon, which shows that you know, we're, we're due for a dump. And not only that, but when you look at the daily candle, I mean, look at this wick. This wick right here is nasty. It literally just goes all the way up and then back, like the most bearish spinning top I've ever seen. Um, and it's immediately got rejected. So, so, you know, the other thing about the moon phases is if you would have just, you know, shorted the breakout of every triangle on the last moon phase, you know, look at that huge drop that you would have been able to take advantage of. But also, you know, another thing to keep in mind here is that, let me go ahead and uh, turn this off. But another thing to keep in mind is essentially, you know, whenever, whenever a price reaches the final destination, it will always immediately turn back around. And... Um, and this right here was a critical level of support. I know 24,000 is important, right? Because you can just tell by the candle structure. It's almost kind of obvious. Then above that, it's 28,000. But 
you know, in the immediate short term, it, it's been a big struggle to get over 22,000. And the fact that we have this wick above 22,000, which is like a scam wick to me, and then it's came right simply back down to clear out all the shorts. Um, I think we're very likely to see some further downside in the near future. Um, however, the other thing too, is this is a very critical line of resistance in the immediate short term, 22,000. And so obviously, yes, there's that wick that's right at the, where the double top was. So that's why this is so critical in the short term. But the fact that we've hit it, we're testing it as resistance. We're having bearish daily candles, you know, coming from it. I can just tell by the candle structure, we've reached the destination. We're immediately turning back around. And once again, this is in the immediate short term, right? And I mean, we could crash a lot farther, especially if stocks, because Bitcoin just follows the S&P 500. So if the S&P 500, is, you know, once they announce we're in a recession, which I believe we are already, it's the S&P is going to fall, continue to fall. And if that were to happen, then it's very likely to see a lot more downside as well uh, with Bitcoin. And so, so that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the candle structure. I'm looking at what happened in previous breakouts. I'm looking at the, you know, the RSI. So this would be on the eight hour, which is a very high time frame, even above the institutional time frame. We're losing where the buyers are basically getting exhausted and we're printing you know, lower highs, lower highs, lower highs. We almost have this stair-stepping down looking type of pattern forming as well. And, uh, you know, as long as this RSI continues to go down, um, you know, and not only that, but we've reached the double top. So, yeah, there's definitely further downside, you know, a potential, I should say, for further downside in the immediate short term. And then once we get down here and, you know, we get the bounce, whether it's a dead cat bounce or not, it'll be interesting to monitor that. Um, but, you know, obviously this 20,000, the 2018 previous all-time high or 2017, I should say, you know, this is a very significant level. So if we break below this level, then that is also going to be another bearish indication. Absolutely. But that's what I'm looking at at the immediate short term. And, uh, you know, I'm holding my position strong. I am short right now. And, um, you know, that's basically it. I've already taken some profit and put my stop loss, you know, to break even. So uh, since I've already taken profit and sold 25% of my position, even if it does hit my stop loss, you know, I've still made money on the trade. But if it doesn't hit my stop loss and we see further downside, you know, what I'm saying is ends up becoming true, then I'm in a very, very great position to be able to take advantage of this volatility, especially coming into the weekend, because we all know Bitcoin always dumps during the weekend. It's very, very rare that we ever see Bitcoin not dump during the weekend. So that's where I'm at right now, guys. And if you have any questions or comments below, let me know. Uh, let's see what we got here. Thank you, Josh. So we'll we'll keep the live stream uh, short, but I, I really appreciate your opinion. Um, you know, for me right now, what I what I would say, I'm, I'm definitely not in a short right now. Um, and you know, I, I tend to not short Bitcoin. I would typically go into altcoins if I were to short even Ethereum. I wouldn't mind taking a short position on if I were to, you know, expect bearish action. But what I would say is, uh, you know, there are certainly some puzzle pieces that are concerning coming into this weekend. Like the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart broke back below its previous weekly open, and so there's a strong chance that we can even see this sell off further even potentially break back below 53,500 satoshis that is the range support so 
you know, I think during this weekend, just based on the four-dimensional revolving parts and sticking to the fundamentals of what we cover on this channel, this SPY did not break down from its previous daily candle with the close. And so I guess we could assume that Bitcoin shouldn't, theoretically, if it were to follow the S&P 500, break down from its previous daily candle, uh, and maybe even consider the candle before that, uh, because that one has a little bit more market symmetry similar to the S&P 500's previous daily candle from Thursday. So um, so I think at this point, we, we just have to keep 21,000 in mind as the most significant support. Uh, and, you know, with any bullish targets, uh, I think we could expect 24,000 to come on the table. Um, is there justification for Bitcoin to pump to 24,000 this weekend? I don't see puzzle pieces that have confirmed that. So I think that this would certainly be an unlikely scenario. I think what's more likely is maybe some sideways price action and flirting around this range um, for at least this weekend. And so remember to smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm snipers. We're going to keep this live stream short. We appreciate each and every one of you tuned in. Um, there are other, other puzzle pieces that I think I want to talk about right now. We covered everything from the start of this video. So I think that that's good for today. Do you have anything else, Josh? Ren says, I played the 15-minute Ichimoku and went long at 21800 and my take profit was 22100 I missed it by 50 bucks a few hours ago. Now I'm down. My last hope is the bottom of the 15-minute Ichimoku cloud. Very interesting. Let's see. Billy says, I've just been watching charts. Aha, no longs or shorts. So it could be a sideways weekend. Who knows? But what we do know is it's the most manipulated on the weekend. So anything could happen. And we'll keep you guys updated. We'll continue to cover the markets. And I may even have a special video out today on the iPhone. We'll see if Bitcoin gives us something. Then I'll go ahead and post another video. But with that being said, Ali says, nice to see Naeem turn short-term bearish. I'm not turning short-term bearish whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I still yeah, am I very feel. bullish. I think we could have potentially bottomed out. Um, I, I think that, you know, there was certainly... a a reason but remember uh what happens to the day-to-day -day can continue to change you know josh was extremely bullish a few live streams ago and that ended up playing out true we, we broke out of the symmetrical triangle um, i was extremely bullish when we were testing the support of the symmetrical triangle uh, right now i'm a bit more neutral because i don't see many puzzle pieces giving us the indication that bitcoin needs to see a push up to twenty-four thousand just yet it would be yeah. nice to see that. The only way that would happen is if Bitcoin just decouples from the S&P 500. And that's certainly uh, something on the table with the Bitcoin against SPY chart testing its 200-week moving average. Um, I think that there is a potential that that could happen. Uh, but over the last few weeks and the last few days, uh, we've certainly seen Bitcoin against the S&P 500 slow down. We haven't seen Bitcoin outperform the S&P 500 in quite some time. So sometimes... We may be asking for too much if we're expecting a massive pump on the weekend when revolving parts aren't showing that. And so we'll see what happens. Zane says, talk about Ethereum. You know, once again, Ethereum is going to follow Bitcoin. And right now, Ethereum is pretty much holding on to its major support at 53,500 Satoshis. But we haven't yet seen a real bullish continuation. We actually formed... A lower high here and so that wouldn't be the most bullish case for ethereum to outperform bitcoin right now and so ethereum's range support at this point is 1165 to the us dollar pairing 
And I think that's certainly on the table. This is the range that Ethereum is currently in. And it's quite clear that 1277 acted as a major resistance for Ethereum. As a matter of fact, it's not a coincidence. The candle high yesterday was 1276.46 within, you know, a few no. cents away. You know, what's funny is, is leave the chart right there because it looks like it could be. Oh, that's Ethereum. Okay. Well, Bitcoin's the same way because look, it looks like it could be a triple top. You know, it could be a triple top right there. We can't break past that resistance. One, two, three. You know, and a triple top is a is a bearish pattern, right? So there's one, two, three. That'd be for Ethereum and Bitcoin because they both follow each other. So. Yeah, the candle high here was lower than this candle high from the initial yeah. top. So um, now, yeah, but then general force field, right? Nothing's perfect. But. No, hundred percent. And and the fact that it's a lower high because of the actual numbers is also not the most bullish for Ethereum. Uh, but that's all because of the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart. It, it clearly formed a lower high. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, Ethereum is a great leading indicator sometimes. It's a great puzzle piece to monitor. So anyways, that's it for this live stream. Let's see how the shorter live streams do on YouTube. We haven't tested that out yet. We've usually went over an hour. So thank you guys for tuning in today for this Friday night live stream. And Josh and I appreciate each and every one of you tuned in the channel. Subscribe to Josh's channel link is in the description below and until next time thank you josh for being on with us thank you guys talk to you soon snipers